Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel's going to help you learn all them languages. Also, today we're brought to you by Honey. Honey is going to save you money when you shop online. Now let's jump into this podcast. Hello, everybody. It's time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 <laughs> yeah, exciting time. Exciting Woo. times to be alive is what it is. Woo. All right, maybe maybe too exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. You suddenly became an owl. You were like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Hello. Hi, hello. Uh, you know, boy, I don't even know where to start. I got so much. Usually, there's some weeks where I got nothing. Right. And then some weeks where I am just filled with not rage, <laughs> inconvenience. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not mad. I'm just like, boy, I got to complain to Crendor about this. Oh, boy, I'm ready. I do have a problem. It's strictly a glasses person problem. If you have glasses, you know, you got to keep them suckers clean. And those of you who don't, you dirty. You nasty, dirty. You nasty, dirty, and I'm judging you. But... In an effort to keep my glasses clean, I always have, you know, those little, like, uh, glasses cloth things or some lens cleaner or something. It's always around. And I was pointed to online uh, this product that's supposed to, like, be the next evolution in glass cleaning technology. I'm not going to advertise the name of it, but the best way to describe it is imagine tweezers, but at the end, instead of tweezers that would, like, pull at something... There's two little pads, and the pads are supposed to go around your glasses, and then you squeeze it, and then it, like, is supposed to clean it. It, not only does it not work, it makes it way worse because it just smudges around all that. <laughs> it just makes it worse. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe I have to spray stuff and then do that. And then all it did was make the pads damp. <laughs> so, I mean, good on this company for trying to do a thing. Bad on me for falling for it. But what's even funnier is that after, I assume, I'm going to say 12,000 years of glasses technology, really the best is still just a microfiber cloth and some spray. Who knew? <laughs> it's always the most simple thing. I think it was like at the mall and it was like 12 bucks and I bought this thing. That was $12 I'm never getting back. What a <laughs> giant waste of money this was. <laughs> thing sucks. So that, that sucked. And then, oh my God, same day. Same day I'm at the mall. Um... I decided to meet up with some friends and they say, yo, we want to go to this restaurant that's in the mall. I'm like, cool. There's a lot of great places in the mall. The place we decided to go into the mall is this, it's a pretty fancy restaurant that is known for its alcohol, right? Like the beers and stuff that they craft brew and things. Yeah. But every time that we're there, every time I go there, they always get my order wrong. Every single time. I must've gone to this place over my time living in LA a hundred times in 12 years. And it's not because I want to go. It's because everyone's like, oh yeah, man, we can go there. 
we can get like a flight of beers. We can do this. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't, I'm not going to say no to that, right. but the food <laughs> sucks. And so we roll on up to this place. Once again, I sit down and I flip through the menu and I say to myself, self, I'm going to get that chicken sandwich today. I'm going to get chicken sandwich and I'm going to ask for no ranch, no mayo, no whatever, but instead hot sauce. All right. Right? That's not like a picky order. That's just yeah. I don't want the, the the white sauces and I want the hot red sauce that will make me hurt. That's right. all I want. Nothing else was different. Nothing else. <laughs> and what I got when they brought it to my table, and I, I could tell immediately it was wrong because as they brought it, first off, I wanted chips and salsa instead of French fries, right? Yeah. A pile of fries. I can see it coming <laughs> down. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. So I know they got that wrong. Then... As they place it in front of me, the like the sides of the bottom bun and all this like goopy white, maybe blue cheese, I don't know what it was, all over the side, like ranch or something. Not a speck of hot sauce to be found. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Great. So all you did was drench this piece of chicken in ranch I, I i have no idea what this sauce was because i is didn't this take like, a bite is this a like you sit down and then they, the waiter waitress takes your order place yes 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 yeah yeah Did they it's like, like write a, it down <laughs> you would think <laughs> again let me just state this happens every time i don't think they take custom orders or they don't even like i, I don't know i don't know how they work back in the kitchen but no one else ordered anything special they just got what was on the menu and theirs came out fine so I asked politely, hey, can you, I, I didn't want any of this. I wanted the, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. Take the food back. 35 minutes later, still no food. And everyone else around me was trying to wait and be polite. But no, I was like, just eat. Just, it's fine. So 35 minutes later, the waitress finally returns and is like, what happened to your food? <laughs> I'm like, you took it back to the kitchen to get me new food. She's like, oh, I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry. We're really busy today. If I did a 360 scan of the room, there was like four people there, dude. <laughs> it was not, it was I mean, not they, busy. They, they, how, they might have like one person there normally. It was a packed house. How this place stays open is beyond me. <laughs> I, again, it's got really great beer. I'll give it that. I'm not going to complain about that. They do like made in-house things. It's amazing. But the food, again, sucks so badly. And so I'm just like, yeah, you know, uh, it's fine. Everyone's already done. Like, you can just get rid of the food and I'll just get something in the mall. Like, the mall has, it's it's the big mall that we went to that's outdoors. Oh, yeah. So there's, like, plenty of places to eat. Yeah. Not even worried. The food court alone has many great options. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's what don't, don't worry about it. Just take mine off the, the bill. I'll pay for my booze. We're good. Mm. She's like, all right. I'm, I'm so sorry that you didn't get your food. That's my fault. Uh, I'm so sorry. And then she leaves. Maybe five, ten minutes later, comes back with the, the check. And right there on the check is my food <laughs> not removed. <laughs> and ever, the worst part is, is because as a group, usually when we go out, we just all sort of throw in our cards and don't really take the time to look over the receipt. We just kind of throw our cards in. Right. And thankfully I did because I was like, mm, they're going to get it wrong. I know they're going to get it wrong. <laughs> and there was mine. So she comes back and she tries to take the cards. I'm like, before you do that, can you remove the chicken sandwich? 
She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> so I, you know, but I'm being very polite. I'm being just like kind and just like a nice guy. Like, yeah, just if you could remove that, that'd be great. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be right back. She leaves, comes back, new check. Of course, this time it's removed. Everything seems fine. I'm like, all right, okay, we're good. <laughs> As we go to leave, a dude walks in with a bag, a carryout bag, places it on the counter. Clearly, he picked it up, I guess, for a to-go order. I don't know. Mm. And he's like, you got this order wrong. My chicken sandwich is super spicy. <laughs> I didn't want super spicy. I wanted it to have ranch on it. <laughs> the mystery's been solved. Mystery solved. I got all my answers. But if anything, it made it worse because it was like, how do you mistake ranch for... I don't... Yeah, that place sucks. That place is the worst <laughs> restaurant ever. It upsets me tremendously. Yeah, like I can get it if it's like packed, but if there's like not that many people and they're still like messing up, <laughs> it's pretty bad. At least you got food, I think. <laughs> I'm at, well, I mean, after that, I went and just went to the food court and I got a, uh, what is that thing called? I don't want to say teriyaki chicken, but it's, you know, there's like, Always in the food court, the Japanese oh, restaurant, yeah, that one. where it's like the chicken plus the rice plus the cabbage and yeah. carrots and stuff. That, you know what? That was delicious. So I don't think, <laughs> damn, <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> plus the guy there, he looked at me and he was like, I'll give you more chicken. I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You could use more chicken. He I knew. guess I had a vibe of like, I watched all my friends eat lunch and I <laughs> sat there like an idiot drinking. <laughs> He knew, man. He knew. <laughs> he can sense it. That's why they're the best. That's why you don't mess with that food court life. Yeah. And also, as I'm sure you know, uh, I'm obsessed with deciphering the YouTube algorithm and all the analytics and all that stuff. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time, not just this week, but over the last month or so, just really deep diving. And I discovered a fun thing that I like to do now, which mm. is find brand new YouTube channels. And just watch them and see what happens. See what inspires people. See what people like, what people don't like. From a fresh, totally like, these are new sub 5,000 subscriber channels right. that have one or two videos that were created in the last, I don't know, 30, 40 days. And so uh, I've been watching, you know, five or six different people just to see what their process will become, what they're going to do. Maybe trying to figure out on my end, a little more information about how the brain works. You know me, I'm that guy. I'm that guy who loves that kind of stuff. Right. So this brings me to our favorite topic, ASMR, because one of the people I found is a brand new, fresh out the gate, ASMR artist or whatever they're called. And she is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. Just gorgeous. But I guess she decided that ASMR is the thing she wants to do with her life. And she's going to use her gorgeousness to make great clickbait thumbnails. It, it seems to be the requirement for ASMR. <laughs> if you want to be successful, you must be beautiful as well. Yeah. Right? There has to be a little bit of like, this is sexual to every ASMR. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. It's what it is. Right? Someone in your ear going like, that's sexual. I don't care what's going on. And that's why the hottest ones always succeed. Anyway, doesn't matter because... I'm not necessarily concerned about what content she's making. I just want to see the frequency of how much she makes it, uh, how long the videos are, what the thumbnails will be. I just want to see what her creative process will be 
in these initial starting days because it's been 12 years for me. And honestly, I don't remember what it was like starting out. And more importantly, I know that I had a leg up because there were so few people and the people I was competing with, we all kind of became friends and we helped raise each other. And so it was, it was a different experience. There's so many people out there. And in this case, so many ASMR people that how do you get noticed? And that's why I was like, I'm going to follow her and see what her career becomes. So I add her to my list of brand new internet talent that I'm like, okay, how are they going to manage this? And her first video is, you know, whatever. Then she makes a second video. And the second video is her doing that like, good night, good night. <laughs> I'm going to tuck you in now. Good night. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. That video gets 500 some thousand views. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. Maybe she cracked a code. Maybe it's about something about what she was doing. And then I saw the thumbnail. The thumbnail is like overtly sexual. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sex still sells. Good to know. But that tells me nothing new, right? It's right. a beautiful woman. People click just to see what the vibe was like. What's going to happen next video? Is her next video going to draw traffic? Because she, she doesn't have a lot of subscribers. Like just because she got 500,000 views doesn't mean people subscribed. Yeah. Right. And then she proceeds to do multiple mukbang videos back to back. <laughs> and maybe the highest one is like 30,000 views. <laughs> Again, thumbnail, the, the clickbait, she's looking gorgeous. There's, uh, I, I understand. But the videos themselves are truly awful. Just like <laughs> really gross. She has the like gain all the way up. So the, like the munching is like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, dude. It's bad, but it's hilarious. I'm watching this laughing my ass off because it's hilarious. I'm like, yo, this is fascinating to watch because it's very obvious. She wants to do that. She wants to do the muck because she does mukbang back to back to back to back. Right. Right. Or it's just her eating and she's eating different foods on stream or whatever it is on YouTube. And no one seems to like it. Then <laughs> the follow-up video is her uh, making a, another ASMR video. It's got an extremely flirtatious thumbnail. The video is one of those ones where it's like, I'm your girlfriend and I lay beside you in bed and wish you good night. <laughs> so it's her like laying in the bed, looking at the camera and stuff. I knew immediately this was going to be a success. But behind all that, I noticed. She didn't seem to be having nearly as much fun. It was so obvious. She liked the mukbang stuff. She liked talking about the food she was eating and doing that whole thing. But her doing the flirtatious stuff that sells, she wasn't feeling it. And then she did another flirtatious video. And I realized she's going through a thing that a lot of streamers and YouTubers and whatever go through when they have to determine, do they be themselves? Or do they create this persona that sells well that they then can earn money with and have a job with? I don't know. I wonder if she'll end up being a more overtly sexual streamer or if she'll just be like, I like food. Food is fun. Right? I don't know, but I, I'm into watch because I love this kind of stuff. I love getting answers. Well, have you gotten any answers? <laughs> You said you started this search because you wanted answers for algorithmic questions. Right now, the answer, you mean like overall answers, not just her? Yes. I mean, overall answers, I think I'm trying to formulate some sort of hypothesis, but I don't think I have the answers yet. Right. The idea is when someone, at least in my mind, when someone joins 
either YouTube or Twitch or whatever. They do so with great intentions of having fun and just exploring it. And maybe they think about making money. That would be great. Mm -hmm. But over time, it always ends up in burnout because that initial, oh my God, this is amazing. You get that rush of endorphins and things. People seem to care about you. Or when people do seem to care about your content, now you're in it. Or when money comes in, suddenly it's like, I can make money. Oh my God, let's make more money. And you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself. So eventually you burn out. And I'm just right now watching these brand new people to see where does that happen? If it does happen. I'd say that for some people, but some people, their video style is only fitting to making like <clears throat> only like one or two videos a month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are an entirely different type of person, though, right? right? The idea that someone can see all of the potential for the fame and the money or the whatever and commit to doing one, two, three, four really quality videos a month rather than doing a video every day or a video as much as possible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those people, what about the person that makes a video every four months and it's, you know, two hours long and it's in depth and what about them is different. Are they doing it for the money? Or are they doing it for the creativity? And if they're doing it for the creativity, what are they doing to supplement their creativity? You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, they probably do. Then I would suspect they'd have to have some sort of Patreon backing. Cause yeah, YouTube as a, as an algorithm thing is not going to reward you for putting out two pieces of content to their platform. It will uh. punish you for that. I feel like it used to be like that, but I don't think it's like that anymore. Uh, do you have an example? Yeah, so uh, I watched Eddie Burback talk about ghost kitchens this week. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fantastic. Well, of course you did. But he's made... Uh, that was his six days ago. It's got 2.9 million views. Three months ago, he did I tried to bowl two perfect games in a row in Wii Bowling. I got 1.1 million. That was one of his lower viewed videos. Eight months ago, he did I ate at every rainforest cafe in the country. That got 6.5 million views. I watched that. That was fantastic. Uh, then sounds he like had... what he's doing, though, is <laughs> the same thing that that like Mr. Beast does or the people that um, are very, very big where they do spectacle videos. And so spectacle videos will always find an audience because saying... I ate at every rainforest cafe in the country is something people will click on. Exactly. And that, well, that's my argument. And, and, it's that if you if you want to do that type of thing, you want to hit the algorithm, you don't have to make videos all the time if you just do something like that. Right, but I'm saying that I don't think he's doing it for the money. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's and having fun with it. And that's the difference is people who, who are like, oh, I can make money and this can be my job. They get suckered into that game of... Well, now this is my, this is, I got to keep working or I'll be broke or I'll have to get like a, you know, a real ass job, you know? Yeah. And so they get suckered into that grind. Um, yeah. The people who are making video like once a month. That's, that's cause they love to make videos. That's it. Yeah. Well, that was kind of my thing. I think those are the best videos on YouTube right now. Like anytime, I would agree completely. Anytime you go to like your homepage and you see all the recommended thing, like most of them are that type of thing or, you know stuff that you're interested in uh but i think we're so used to the gamer culture which was like pump out three videos a day let's plays like all this stuff and like that it, like the algorithm isn't like that either because most of the time if you're doing that 
then some of those videos aren't going to do well and then you're just not doing well overall. I think you enjoy watching people burn out because you yourself burned out and you enjoy the relatability and seeing others burn out makes you feel some sort of relatability with them. I think it's more than that. I think it's the idea that I am trying to not just get relatability, but to understand it. Again, this is why every time we talk about it, it's like, it's, it's not a, don't make it your job. <laughs> Do it for fun. Yeah. Which. It'll, it'll kill you. <laughs> a great pivot point. I started, because I love these types of videos so much, like the Eddie ones I was mentioning, I was like, how can I incorporate this into my style of videos? And so I've began working on one. And I've filmed a lot of it already. And so uh, I've said it, I've hinted at it some places. I'll tell, I'll tell everyone here. It is, I decided to make a level one undead character and go from Tiras Fall Glades to Booty Bay. But everyone's like, well, that's just easy. Like people do that all the time. They make running of the gnomes as a thing where people run. I was like, no, I'm doing this on a hardcore server. So if my character dies, I have to restart it. And okay. let me tell you, I did it, and it was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to edit it, and it was, man. Uh, so, you know, that's the type of thing where then I can make a video and be like, I ran my level one hardcore character across the continent, right? And then people be like, wow, I want to see him do that. Like, it's something you can click on, and even if you don't care that much about wow, you'd still be like, ah. You know, or if you used to play WoW, right, you could still click it and be like, oh, that's interesting. I know these things. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, uh, I'm starting to go into that. So I, I, think, I actually think those videos are fun as long as you have fun making them and they're not just being pumped out just because. Yeah, I, uh, I absolutely agree. I think that's a solid idea. And more importantly, it should be uh, a good solid goof. Yeah. Did you see... You probably didn't even see it, but he did the video on ghost kitchens. I don't know if you know about ghost kitchens. No, I don't. I don't know anything about it. the <laughs> fact that you said ghost kitchens to me. I was like, yeah, that's a Crendor thing. That's all I thought. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw that video, I was like, what the shit? So I watched it. Oh, my God, dude. It's insane. You need to watch. So tell me about ghost kitchens. Ghost kitchens. First off, what do you think a ghost kitchen is? A haunted <laughs> kitchen. No, but I knew you'd say that. Oh, oh, wait, no, I, that's a lie. I know exactly what it is. All right. Ghost kitchens, this, this is how I know this. During COVID, mm -hmm. when people would use uh, apps like DoorDash yep. or Uber Eats or Grubhub or whatever, there would be restaurants that would appear that would be like, bitchin' chicken. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know there's not a restaurant named bitchin' chicken. Yeah. There was some kind of article or something that I read where... It was like Steve Aoki's Pizza and like five other pizza chains yep. all made their pizza in the same kitchen that was none. It was some other thing. You're correct. That is what it is. So essentially, it pretty much is that. It is a kitchen that creates food out of one kitchen, but for like 40 restaurants. <laughs> That's, cra like, That's crazy. It is insane. And so... Like, literally, the one kitchen had, like, 40 restaurants. And so, not only is this terrible for health and safety violation reasons. Sure. <laughs> with, like, allergies and cross-contamination. But, uh, it's just, like, you think you're ordering food from, like, this local place or something. And it's just, 
you know, it looked like sometimes it's just chains. Like they actually had, uh, for example, it was like old man Johnny's Italian pasta, right? And you're like, oh, old man Johnny cooked up some pasta. It's literally just Olive Garden. That's oh my, what oh my god what was it? There was the, going back to the pizza. There was some restaurant during COVID, and I bet you could if you're listening right now. I bet you could Google this, but it was called something like um, like Chester's Pizza or something like that, and it was just Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> yeah, it was just they're selling Chuck E. Cheese pizza through the app. That's crazy. Yeah, and so all these are also through the like DoorDash and all those, right? And so they said they get people from that. Cause people like, ah, oh, you know, I'll order from this place. It looks like a local place. And then boom, you just ordered like Chuck E. Cheese or you ordered Olive Garden, right? So it's a way for these big chains to kind of sell you and pretend that they are something they're not. Uh, and then there's also the things like the Beast Burger, right? Mr. Beast and all that. But why? I, why did I know Mr. Beast was 100% <laughs> involved? Oh yeah. So uh, that's pretty much what Mr. Beast Burger is, is he literally like gave the ingredients to all these restaurants so that any restaurant can make it. But now it makes it so like, uh, like when he orders it in the video, it's like it looks nothing like what he expected to get. So it, it really depends on where what restaurant you're ordering the Mr. Beast Burger from. And then on top of that, they there's all these was things. It, was Mr. Beast in the video ordering no, the food? He was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's so the guy who did the video yeah, it, ordered a Mr. Beast burger and it came and it looked nothing like what it was supposed to look like. Yeah. Like literally. Sounds like me not. when I go to restaurants in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like essentially, like the restaurant you went to would probably be a candidate for it. Like they would have the option to get a beast burger there and they'd have I like the ingredients that. and then you would Deep order Deep in my core. There. Yeah. Deep in my core, I believe that that is exactly the case. Is <laughs> it there's no way. I mean, that could have been what was happening while we were there. Because there was yeah. only four people, and they're like, we're really swamped. Yeah, it's possible. They're just a ghost kitchen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so that was a really interesting video. And then by the end of it, you realize it's it's pretty shady. Uh, but it's, it's Why mainly is it, just... What is the shady part of it besides the fact that it's lying about where the food's being made? That, that's the shady part. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're literally ordering food from a place you think is, like, local or somewhere, and it's not. And the fact that, like, it doesn't even say anywhere, like, oh, this is actually Olive Garden, if you're ordering it and it's from Olive Garden. Like, you don't even, you don't even know. And, like, sometimes he would get it, and he'd be like, oh, I ordered, you know, this thing, and it would come in, like, a box from that restaurant. <laughs> like, it would literally be like, oh, I ordered this, like, you know, bitchin' burger from the, the burger bitches, and it's literally just, like, Red Robin. It like came in a red robin box. So yeah, it's like that, sounds right. that <laughs> the fact that like you do that, it's like that shouldn't even be a thing. Like it should just be red robin. And it's just flooding the app with unnecessary filler so that they can try and make more money. So it's dumb. So I just need to let you know. Because now I'm obsessed with finding <laughs> out where Mr. Beast Burgers is. Right. According to uh articles on the internet, the Eh, well, I, this has probably changed. But when this came out, which would have been 2021, early 2021. Right. This is a quote. A portion of Mr. Beast Burger branded burgers are made in kitchens run by Buca de Peppo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yep. That is awful. Yeah. So that's why it's just 
you don't even know where your food is coming from when you're ordering through the which is why I never really use those. I literally just order from a place I find and then I order through their website usually and or call it in and I just go pick it up. Cause I just I don't trust it. Now there's an entire series of articles about ghost kitchens now. I think you've sent me down a rabbit hole. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to watch the Eddie video. It's great. It's really good. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Oh, is this this video with him and Mr. Beast like, yeah. has his hand on his shoulder? Yeah, <laughs> yeah all that's right. It. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, so, that was a great video. Uh, and then, did you see the streamer awards? No. I didn't I... <laughs> I saw that they were happening because apparently Twitter loves to include when people like things on my timeline now, which is awesome. Just the best. Thanks. <laughs> and so, yeah, I get to I get to see that. Yep. So I knew they were going on, but I just don't care. I don't care at all. It's for I don't care about actual award shows as well, like the Hollywood yeah, ones. Yeah. So like, why would I care about a streamer? It's literally just like a big, rich people popularity contest. It is. It's even worse than that. It is a very select group of rich people. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just like a clout thing. It's also a lot of the people yeah. in those things are just trying to like go up the ladder. <laughs> What's there, crazy you know. to me is, uh, I mean, that is absolutely true. What's crazy to me is that I saw people that I know in the industry as a whole posting, headed off to the streamer awards, and they're like people that work at Riot. Like, you're in the <laughs> yeah. stream. What are you doing? Why are you? This isn't like a cool. There's nothing cool about this. This is the least <laughs> cool thing there ever was. They're like, can't wait. And they're all dressed up, looking nice. And I'm like, if you're Pokemane, then sure, you go. Because that's like your crew and it's your vibe right. and it's like a social. But if you're like the software engineer at Riot, why the hell are you there? It doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. They probably go just because they probably want to meet a lot of streamer people. Like, I guarantee they're probably fans of a lot of these people. They're just like, dude, I can meet them. That would be like me as a fan being like, I can't wait to go meet Tom Cruise at the Oscars. Like, that's never happening. Why would I think that? Why would well, I think that's the thing that would occur? Tom Cruise isn't playing your game. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think we're also just, we've been in this industry for so long. <laughs> you know, you just you get, you get jaded to it. You just kind of don't care. I mean, most of, the, most of the people that are going to these things, you know, they're like, the hip zoomer streamers, not like the old prehistoric people. I disagree. A lot of people, are, you know what? Maybe for the women, the women are hip zoomer streamers. All the dudes, <laughs> half the dudes there are old as shit and they look like a mess. Nah. If anyone ever says there's not a double standard, uh, no, nah, the internet's <laughs> full of shit. The dudes show, I watched the dudes show up. They all look scummy and dirty. All the women are beautiful and they're dressed up in gowns and stuff. And all the guys are like, Hey, Watch my stream. Yeah. Well, like, they're, all right. <laughs> if you see it, they're also the streamers that are just like the, you know, drama streamers and like crazy, like, you know. Great example. Hold on. I have a photo for you. Right. Um, Where did I put this thing? I might have. It might have taken it at home. <laughs> oh, son of a gun. Oh, anyway, I'll tell you the story. Right. So I saw on Twitter that our dear pal Sam responded to some dude 
who was one of those gambler streamers that got booted off of Twitch. And said gambler streamer was like, hey, you all should come over to Kick. I have no idea what Kick is, but... I don't either. He said, you should come over to Kick. And I was like, what the hell is this? And he had a picture. And on the picture was his dashboard. And on his dashboard, it said he made... 12,000, 16,000, I don't know what the number was, something thousand dollars in a month. And Sam responded with a like, oh, you know, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, if Sam is thinking this is something big and this guy's saying this is only, I got to check it out. So I went to kick and it is basically a bootleg Twitch, except on the, on the platform, the first, second and third things of most popularity were gambling Sports, which I think is maybe people just watching sports or gambling or I don't know how they're doing that legally. And then just chatting, followed by bathtub slash pool streams. Essentially, if it's banned on Twitch, you can stream it over here. <laughs> so that's that sounds like what it is. If it's banned on Twitch and you want to stream, you go there. The number one streamer is pooling baddies live. It's <laughs> <laughs> pulling baddies, dude. Pool and baddies. I mean, this literally yep. just looks like Twitch. <laughs> Remember how they were like, Twitch got its its info hacked? Yeah. This is like they paid for that hack <laughs> to get, a, it looks it looks exactly like Twitch. Yeah. It's, the only difference is this is like uh, evil Twitch. This is like Twitch's <laughs> goateed brother. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, like there's Twitch already. is bad? I wouldn't trust this at all. The fact that they're trying to lure people to come to the to the site with big payouts, it's big payouts to, you know, people who like one of the people on here is Trainwreck. Trainwreck was incredibly popular for casino stuff, right? So like, I don't know that I trust that, but it's to me, it's literally just the it's like a streaming site for gambling. Like that's what it is. Yeah, it's all the stuff that Twitch was like. We don't want to mess with that because that could legally come back to bite us in the ass. This yeah. website was like, <laughs> we want our ass eight. But I think this website is saying. They want their ass eight. They want their ass eight. <laughs> um, Kick, so yeah. we want our ass eight. Uh, oh, I was going to bring up your one tweet. Uh-oh, which tweet is this? Oh, boy. I got confused. It said the easiest way to tell if there's a content drought in your game is the number of drama videos appear on YouTube increases. It's true. It's factual. Like, what's an example? Um, oh, well, late, the, the reason why I tweeted that is in the Final Fantasy XIV community, it's been relatively chill, right? It's been, like, pretty chill. Mm. And then when a bunch of, I don't know, at the end of 2021, uh, when the new expansion came out, a bunch of new people joined the community. Like, a bunch of uh, big-time YouTubers. Because before then, admittedly, Final Fantasy XIV's community wasn't that huge when it came to content creation. Mm. And uh, so a lot of people joined the community. And when they joined, as content creators, they had to create content. You know what that's like. It's the same grind we were just yeah. talking about where you have to make stuff. And so since that time, Yoshi P, the director of Final Fantasy XIV, has said numerous times. It's why I like the game. He said, look. Our game is not a kind of games as a service thing. We're not attempting to keep you online playing all the time. Go play something else. You don't have to. You can drop your subscription. We'll be here when you come back. It's totally fine. 
That's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to create grinds to keep you online all the time. It's fine. And so I think a lot of people just don't understand that. And they complain about there's nothing to do during this patch. And I'm so upset that I beat everything in three days. Well, it's the same problems WoW had for forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and I think, I think it's because a lot of that, a lot of WoW players joined the community during mm. Shadowlands. And the ones that stuck around still have that same vibe of like, I'm going to make a 12-minute video where I complain about a topic that is truly unimportant, right? And uh, lately, another great example is in the most recent patch, they added as what is basically a goof, um, a thing called a Lalafelon high chair. And, you know, just Lalafels are like gnomes, little tiny people. Yeah. But the high chair is made to look like a baby chair. And it's clearly a goof. And people are so outraged. And at first, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought they were mad. You know, for comedy's yeah. sake, they were like, oh, this is, oh, I'm so mad. They were just goofing. But people, I guess, are really mad that the, the first time they get a chair that's Lollafell sized, it looks like a baby chair. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and so videos are starting to get made. And then because the videos are being made, people are reacting to the videos. And then those reaction videos are being uploaded. And those reaction videos are sparking more outrage. And now there's all these videos about, well, the drama in the community. And then people are reacting to the drama videos about the drama in the community. And it's just like, this is truly, we joke about your videos being non-content. This is truly non-content. <laughs> this is truly unimportant, not real, doesn't matter. And I, and, and I had the realization that this only happens when there's nothing really to talk about. Right. If we had... A bunch of shit to talk about. They've been making videos like strategy videos and boss kill videos and videos how to farm this thing. And instead it's like, here's me reacting uh, to this 20-minute rant this guy had about a baby chair. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, people are watching. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not... In no way am I saying that no one cares and no one's watching it. What I'm saying is that you can tell your game has no content right now when people start making videos like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, that's, that's it's just a fundamental fact. Yeah. Uh, it happened in WoW. It happens every time, right? People didn't make WoW videos analyzing, uh, you know, why the jailer sucks so bad when there was stuff to do. It's only yeah. when there's not stuff to do that they have time to sit there and be like, God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's the, well, it's, you know, it's the roller coaster. You got the everything, we go up having fun, and then it crashes. There's no content. It's like, wah, and then it goes back up, and then you're like, we do. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but at the same time, if it's your job and you're like, hey, this thing's going to get me like 300,000 views from talking about a high chair, you're probably going to make that video. Yeah. Yeah. I cynical as <laughs> shit, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, that's the internet life. I hate it. <laughs> and he hates it yeah i want to be on like i told you my end game sitting on a beach earning 20 percent, not doing a thing <laughs> having some like beautiful woman in a hula skirt serve me a drink <laughs> and then like me complaining about the people in front of me blocking the sun that's really what i want my future to be <laughs> get your damn get it out of the way that umbrella's blocking the sun and the people in front of you are just filming and they're like, old man yells at us on the beach. You won't believe. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What's up, guys? This old guy has been yelling at us to get out of the way. He wants get his son. You move your it is unbelievable. Like, comment, subscribe. What are you doing? You recorded a video. It is. I just I I hate the, the older generation. They don't get it. They don't understand drama videos. I was here before you were <laughs> born. I'm. I respect your elders. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the mojito, sweetheart. I respect <laughs> your elders. Damn it. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Share. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was my week. Good week. Good solid week. Good week. Well, you know what else is good? Whoa. Saving money with honey. Oh. How do you feel when you get a deal? Do you feel smart? Do you feel lucky? Do you feel excited? How would you feel if you got a deal that was like kind of a surprise? Right? You were just surfing the internet. You saw something you wanted to buy. And then, bloop, a thing pops up. And it's like, Psst, hey, Psst, hey I, can get you, I can get you that for the cheap. And you're like, oh, honey, what? For me? Like, yeah, 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 I got you. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and will apply the best one to your cart. So imagine you're going to one of your favorite sites and you see something you like. Honey oftentimes will pop up and be like, you could probably get it on this other site for cheaper, which is awesome. But more importantly, if you're like, no, this is the site I like, and you go to check out, Honey will pop down and say, do you want to apply coupons? And if you do, It'll scour the internet and find the best one for you for your purchase. And then you watch the prices drop. We just had to do that for some, oh man, I needed to buy some stuff because we got to I have a dream of making salsa and I wanted to get a, a tomato plant and a jalapeno plant, right? Yeah. And I was convinced don't start at seeds, get one that's already, get a plant that is already alive and then just grow that thing so you get the tomatoes and, and stuff faster man we had a cold snap here in la that plant had a bad couple of weeks <laughs> that guy it was pouring down rain it was freezing it was hail at one point so the tomato plant is having a rough time uh he is wilted he's hanging over he's like please son please so i had to invest in some sort of indoor lighting system to get him going again because it's still pretty chilly outside so that was something that Honey helped with. It's great. It's great. I think uh, in that purchase alone, we saved like 30 bucks. Doesn't just work on desktops either. Works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone. Save on the go. Honey's going to save you money. It's that simple. And if you get it, you're supporting us. And that's pretty cool too. Go to joinhoney.com slash Cox to get it totally for free. That is joinhoney.com. Slash Cox. Also, today brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is the best way to learn a new language. And if you're like me, keep updating your knowledge base in that language and practicing, preparing for a time when you're probably going to have to use it. If you're out there trying to travel this year or you're looking for a new job, nothing is better than going to a country and knowing how to get around and speak the language or updating your resume with a new language that looks really good, especially in our multilingual, multicultural world of today. Look at that. That's called selling it, baby. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language apps use AI in their lesson plans, which is 
garbage. Babbel lessons are created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method is scientifically proven to be effective. They've got 14 languages to choose from. Speech recognition technology helps improve your pronunciation and accent. And Babbel gives you multiple ways to learn. Podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it all comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your language learning journey today with Babbel by going to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Cox. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Cox to get 55% off your subscription when you once again go to Babbel.com slash Cox. Babbel, language for life. All right, Grendel, let's go chop to some of these guys that go down the traffic out there. Oh boy, it is the traffic. And here we are in the traffic. Well, we're not actually in the traffic. We're flying above the traffic. Um, and right now, it's actually not looking too bad. Usually I say there's crazy traffic out there, but right now, uh, pretty pretty smooth sailing out there, unless you're on the 53. That thing's backed up. But aside from that, we're all good. Back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Now let's go over to weather. How's that weather out there? Weather. What is this? Sophia, not pronounced like the name, Bulgaria. <laughs> so not Sophia. Correct. Uh, the country where during the 9th century, the Cyrillic alphabet was created. The city was once a Roman town called Sertica. Nowadays, there's lots of food options from Shopska salad to Kebapecheta to Benitsa or Donner. Active nightlife, popular destination for shooting of Hollywood movies. What? What you just said, <laughs> if you just put like like a Russian accent on it. Like, Great for Hollywood movies. also have Donner and the popular destination for shooting of Hollywood movies. <laughs> That's like a promo on a website or something. Uh, all right, here we are. Sofia, Sofia City, Bulgaria. 31 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like 29 degrees Fahrenheit. Humidity 67%. Pressure 30.19 inches. Visibility 10 miles. Wind 3 miles an hour. Dew point 22. UV index 0 of 10. Moon phase waning gibbous. 6.42 a.m. sunrise. 6.30 p.m. sunset. Uh, which, by the way, daylight savings time. Woo, gotta love it. Not a fan. It messed me up today. Messed yeah. me up. It messed me up, too. Uh, just keep it. Why, why are we still doing this? It's dumb. It's stupid. There's like states that don't do it, states that do it. Just make it a thing. Agreed. Completely agree. There's no, uh, you're not going to get any argument from me. I'm over it. Uh, especially when they steal an hour from you. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. By the way, Sophia, it is Sophia. Like the so is more important. Is right. what it looks like online. So it's like Sophia instead of Sophia. Ah, uh, Sophia. I think that's I think that's what they were <laughs> implying by it's not how it I don't know. I have no clue. I see. Okay. I tried, cool. man. I tried. <laughs> I found look at this. This is restaurant Vodinitzada. Uh, there you go. Send me them links. Restaurant Vodinzada. Yo, this place looks amazing. That's what I'm saying. We don't, 
do we even have restaurants like this here in, in the states uh, if they if we do they're like few and far between wow this place looks like it's from a land before time <laughs> yeah oh my god this is amazing looking it's like a medieval cottage or something i don't even know it really is there's like a river and a forest in the back yeah <laughs> this reminds me of when i was traveling cross country with my parents and it was so that they could move out to la i was helping them move and we were in the middle of, i think oklahoma or kansas or somewhere and my mom was like i picked out dinner for us tonight we're going to a farm what <laughs> you go to this farm in the middle of nowhere drive up their basement is a restaurant and it was delicious there was a bunch of other people there it must have been a known commodity delicious had the exact same vibe damn yeah i love this aesthetic big fan also i'm a big fan of this plate of food that i see here that looks like just meat from around the world look at this thing they have the longest, swirliest sausage I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god, you really, they really do. That is like every piece of meat they could come up with is there. Oh my god, yeah, this place looks amazing. It does look good. Everything about this looks great. Yeah. This would be a spot. Oh my god. So the inside has this vibe of like you're in someone's like Nana's basement. Mm. But the outside, holy majoli, look at this. I would love to sit outside. I bet you can't do it often, but I love it. Oh, yeah. It wow. looks like a, like a Disney restaurant. <laughs> Good, <though>. It looks fake. <laughs> there's like a like... river running through it. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of tables. Man. Like eat by the fountain. Here I am going to a restaurant where they can't remember my damn order. <laughs> well, they did remember it. They just gave it to someone else. <laughs> Touche, yeah. <laughs> this place. Look at this place. This is like a medieval church what bar. Is this? Man, yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's almost like other countries have like a history. Nah, and that can't be it. <laughs> There's no way. It's wild. <laughs> Big fan. I love this. This is the exact same vibe of that one bar that I went to in Poland that was in the dungeon of a bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> that was amazing. Like the walls were painted the same way. Like here, it's sort of... Uh, religious drawings and like dudes drinking but you know in poland it was like a half naked viking riding a dragon which is pretty cool so you know teach their own yeah <laughs> man they got some crazy restaurants I, also looking at some of the dudes in these photos yeah they're either <laughs> supreme drinkers or in the mob there's no there's no in between yeah there, there's one guy he looks like He's been he's been working in the in the mines for like years and yep. drinking after working in the mines. <laughs> oh my god, I see a guy who I'm pretty sure is who you're talking about. <laughs> Link it just so I can see if you're Hold on, is this guy this dude this dude is just my favorite guy in the world. It is I knew it. <laughs> I knew it as soon as he said it. <laughs> that guy looks like he's seen some shit. You but he's it. ready to eat. <laughs> he's seen some shit, but he's he's drank a lot of shit too. Yeah. He, life doesn't phase him. He phases life, man. <laughs> uh, well, that's the weather. All right. 
Let's go to sports. Sports. Uh, over at sports, we've got uh, basketball. You still got the Bucks in first. Celtics, 76ers, Cavs, Nets, Knicks. Uh, then the playing teams, the Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls. As we close in on the end of the season here over in the West, you got the Nuggets, Kings, Grizzlies, Suns, Clippers, Warriors with the Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers, Jazz as the current playing teams. Over in hockey, you got the Bruins, Maple Leaves uh, at the top of the East. Metropolitan Division, you got the Hurricanes and the Devils. Uh, Central, you got the Stars and the Wild. And Pacific, you got the Knights and the Kings. And then baseball, still spring training. Football, uh, Aaron Rodgers seems like he's going to get traded to the Jets. Jalen Ramsey got traded today to the Dolphins. Whole bunch of offseason action happening. Uh, Derek Carr signed with the Saints. And sports. Okay. What is our fact of the day? Fact of the day. Fact of the day, wee wee. We got, you can buy a flying bicycle. Like a real one? I don't know. It sounds like something out of a sci-fi novel, but British inventors John Foden and Yannick Reed have come up with a bicycle that actually flies. The Explore Air Paravello is composed of a folding bicycle and a lightweight trailer that contains a biofuel-powered fan motor. The motor turns the fan, and with enough of a runway, it can reach up to 25 miles an hour in the air and 4,000 feet in altitude. While the inventors were unable to reach their funding goal to produce enough Explorers for wide availability, they are offering their inventive services through bespoke production. Does it work, though? I don't no there's a picture of it flying there it I is mean, I'm... <laughs> it's not nearly as cool as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> and it's not like it's just a bicycle that flies. it's got like a big ass like hang glider <laughs> thing attached well, hold to it. on hold on cool dude okay because what you sent me yeah is not what i just discovered five days ago oh March 7th, look at this. A brand new world's first flying bike hits market for $500,000. What the shit? That is like a James Bond villain drone vehicle. (laughs) It looks like a snowmobile, except it has a James Bond drone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you got snowmobile bottom, but the top (laughs) looks like one of those drones that a normal person could buy at, I don't know, Walmart. Just giant size. And then... The rest of the snowmobiles on the top of that. <laughs> that is, that is that is insane. That is something like an evil villain is gonna buy instantly. Oh man, there's My a God. YouTube video. This thing is called the X. What is this? The Arwin's X Turismo. That's a terrible name. <laughs> World's first flying bike, and it is a dude <laughs> flying on a bike. He's doing it over water. Right. Oh wait, hold on. Never mind. This is fake. Time out. They showed a clip of this guy flying. That is not real. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. There's no way that's real. That's. All right. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> the man did like a 90 degree turn in air while on a bike. That's not real at all. That can't, ha- that can't happen. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it is far better than whatever the <laughs> whatever that other one is. Yeah, the one so the one Crendor sent me is literally a bicycle with a giant fan on the back and then a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which in my mind it makes more sense. It's like, yeah, you're parachuting off a thing and you use the fan like you're on a fan boat. No, the one that this one is legit just a giant five hundred thousand dollar drone. Yeah. Don't trust it. That that's gonna get you killed. At least you have a parachute in the other one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Man, that is that is something. Well, I, I guess those exist. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's uh, it's your fact of the day. All right, what is our big news story of the day? Big news story of the day. At Key West's annual conch shell blowing contest, the winners really blow. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> it's not false, but... <laughs> uh... A Canadian woman and a pediatric cardiologist from Georgia won the men and women's contest at Key West's annual conch shell blowing contest using different techniques to impress the judges. Brian Cardis <laughs> of Macon, Georgia, played the Jimmy Buffett song, Fins, on a pink-lined conch shell with holes so it can be played like a flute, while Carol Whiteley of Ontario, Canada, blew a long, loud blast with her shell to best other competitors. <laughs> Gardis said he began blowing the marine mollusk shell 10 years ago during a family visit to Key West, adapting techniques he learned playing the trumpet as a child. Quote, You sort of have to just buzz your lips when you're blowing into it. You have to make a noise with your lips in order to generate the sound. Whiteley says she plays the shell at her riverside home to celebrate sunsets. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just out lit, like watching the sunset. Like it's be a nice, you know, relaxing sunset. You just hear. I was gonna say something, but I think you said it for me. But the idea, because like, she blows it at sunsets. But like, I don't necessarily need to know what the people who participate in this event look like, because they already have a pretty good mental image of like every aging hippie that ever was <laughs> like <laughs> it's like i blow it to honor the sunset like yeah okay of course you do <laughs> other winners oh wait judges evaluated entrance ranging from children to seniors on the quality novelty duration and loudness of sounds produced other winners included michael and georgian watcher a couple from avon lake ohio who performed a conch shell and vocal duet parodying parodying Elvis Presley's hound dog that drew cheers and laughter. <laughs> the conch shell, an enduring symbol of the Florida Keys, has been used as a maritime signaling device in the region for more than two centuries. The island chain is nicknamed the Conch Republic. The, con the contest was conceived by the Old Island Restoration Foundation in 1972 and took place in the Garden of Key West's oldest house museum. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, yeah, I don't know why it just took till right then for me to realize. Oh, yeah, and, and Key West. Well, of course. <laughs> so it's not just aging hippies, but aging hippie pirates also oh, yeah. is there. <laughs> aging hippie biker pirates is yep. pretty much what I'm imagining now. Yeah, aging hippie biker pirates. <laughs> Which it makes a lot more sense when you picture that, to be honest. If you Google aging hippie biker pirate, I guarantee it's going to link you to somewhere in Key West. <laughs> 
<laughs> some biker bar where it's like women can only enter topless and guys must dress in pirate outfits. <laughs> uh, I did search aging hippie biker pirate and there are some interesting results. <laughs> Very well, interesting. Well, I results. knew there would be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there you go. If you didn't know that existed, now you do. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for the show. Thanks so much for listening and watching. I'm enjoying this podcast. Crendor, him with the socials. We've got socials. You got your YouTube.com slash Cox and Crendor podcast. Listen to all these episodes over there. Give it a like, comment, subscribe. Give us your weather request. Hit the bell. Be notified when these go up. Also, go to YouTube.com slash Cox and Crendor. New animation up over there. You should go check that out. Uh, also, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. We're a lot of places. Uh, check out our main stuff. We got YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox, YouTube.com slash Crendor, Twitch TV Jesse Cox, Twitch TV Crendor, Facebook Jesse Cox, Facebook Crendor, Twitter Jesse Cox, Twitter Crendor, Instagram Notorious Cox, Instagram Crendor's Taken, TikTok Jesse Cox, TikTok, TikTok Crendor, uh, YouTube.com slash Warhammer Crendor, Patreon.com slash Crendor, Patreon.com slash Jesse Cox, uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Cox Clips, YouTube.com slash Cren Clips, uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All <laughs> right, that's it. And as always, <laughs> we continue.